Hello and welcome to the Coalsploitation Review. I am your host, Ryan. Um, I'm the writer at Coalsploitation.com and we decided that we wanted to do a little podcast for everybody uh, just in case no one actually reads anymore. Um, I know it's hard to find time to read a website and a lot of people are listening to podcasts on their commutes to work or maybe even at work. I know I do myself. And so we thought maybe we could do some of our reviews in podcast form to make it easy for people to listen and hear about all of their favorite cult film releases from all of the boutique labels like Arrow Video, uh, Scream Factory, Severin Films, Synapse Films, uh, pretty much any of those that you can think of that are re- currently releasing cult films and horror movies, uh, we get for review. So we're going to try to do as many podcasts as possible to get those reviews out to you uh, for your listening pleasure. So, without further ado, let's get into today's film excursion. So today we're going to do a film from Jose Ramon Larraz, released on Arrow Video's label. Um, and apologies if I'm not pronouncing his name exactly correct. I'm not good with Spanish names, as you can see, so I will do the best I can to get through this. Um, Larraz has, uh, has a wide variety of films that he released, um, and his later films in the late 80s and early 90s uh, tended to be slasher films, especially because those were uh, big at the time. So he um, released Edge of the Axe in the early 80s, and Arrow Video did release that earlier on Blu-ray, and we might do a podcast on that um, review at, as well at some point. But the one that we're talking about today is Deadly Manor from him. Um, that was released in the early 90s and definitely resembles a slasher film by all intents and purposes. Um, so you might know Luraz um, from his early days uh, with the extremely effective gothic thriller Symptoms. Um, he wrote that one, and I think Severin Films released that one a few years ago. And if you check back on Coastplatation.com, you can read my review in which I very much enjoyed that one. Uh, he also peaked in the early 70s and 80s, but he continued to develop his work with Edge of the Axe and Deadly Manor. Um, Deadly Manor utilizes a pretty familiar setup. A bunch of teens hike into the woods, they come across a decrepit building full of mysteries like human scalps and the wreckage of a car, burnt out, sitting on cinder blocks, and then they proceed to die in violent ways over the course of about 90 minutes. Despite the creativity of the setup, Deadly Manor's late slasher offerings, which crib from some of the most popular genre films in the past decade, including Friday the 13th, Halloween, and uh, a lot of the other early 80s films um, of, that were made up the huge slasher offerings in that time period. Um, it makes the film seem a bit tepid in comparison to some of those other ones because of all of those uh, homages to the better and more violent slasher films of the era. The young group of fodder in this film includes Tony, played by Greg Rhodes, Helen, played by Claudia Frangel, and a hitchhiker named Jack, played by Clark Tufts. Uh, and he's got a lot more secrets than he's initially letting on. Um, he's a bad boy and wearing like a leather jacket when they find him. And so, obviously, you know what you're getting into when they're picking up this hitchhiker, regardless of whether the, the characters in the film actually do. All of them are headed into the woods, but they decide to board up at the spookiest house they could find, of course, due to a big storm, of course. And though all omens are bleak, including walls plastered with pornographic images of a woman, they still spend the night. I mean, if I saw those pornographic images too, I might as well. And then one by one, these guys are all killed off, though those kills are all fairly tame and often either off-screen or poorly choreographed. Um, Some of them are very unfortunate in the way that they're choreographed, where you can definitely see what I would call the seams of the um, choreography. 
Unfortunately, Deadly Manor can't live up to some of Laraz's better works, like Symptoms. Nor can it make use of the cool title and box art, which is probably going to be the big selling point for Deadly Manor and for Arrow video. The idea of having a masked woman stalking a nicely designed gothic house is intriguing, but Laraz's script takes far too long to take off, with nary a kill happening in almost the first half of the movie. Uh, it's, this is a big deal for a slasher movie. Um, you, you need things to be happening, and if you've seen any of the other 80s slasher films, you'll know that a lot of them employ a lot of kills at the beginning of the film. Uh, those characters are fodder for the, the killer, and it's more in, entertaining for the audience as well. Uh, as I stated previously, the murders that do happen are pretty uneventful. In particular, a house by the cemetery style head stabbing that doesn't look particularly realistic. That's the, the big one that's poorly choreographed where uh, you can definitely see that the knife doesn't go anywhere near the middle of the head where the stabbing should be. The script and acting are both pretty dreadful, though the delivery of these lines might be the most fun audiences will have a deadly manner with the slow pacing. Ultimately, there are a lot of ideas at play here, uh, with the gothic manse, the tragedy behind the murderer, but Laraz really isn't able to juggle it all with good pacing. Instead, the film ambles on until its unintentionally comedic flashback sequence explains the origin of all the killings. And even then, Laraz leaves a lot of threads dangling. And this is very reminiscent of his Edge of the Axe film as well, which we, as I said before, reviewed on the website. Um, he does uh, manage to write slasher films that steal from some of the better films in the genre and yet he's unable to really pace it in a in a way that leaves the audience wanting more deadly manor looks and feels like any other 80 slasher and in this case that's a bad thing it's far too conventional without any of the extremity to meet higher gore standards there's definitely a reason that deadly manor has remained deserted for so long and arrow video has just been kind enough to release this one on blu-ray to anybody who might want to collect it um, because there's a lot of big slasher collectors out there, despite the fact that it's really not a quality film. As for the Blu-ray, um, Arrow Video has done a really good job with this one. They've given the film a new 2K scan of the 35mm interpositive, with the 185 to 1 aspect ratio intact. Uh, despite the interpositive source, the quality of the video is quite good, with a consistent medium grain scale and a lush color palette. Damage is extremely limited, and depth and detail is pretty high. Arrow manages the film's dark sequences well too, ensuring that nothing is obstructed by scenes that are too dim. Overall, they've done a great job restoring this film. Uh, with the audio, they've provided a 1.0 LPCM mono track, and it has a strong, clear presentation without drops, hisses, or any sibilance. Uh, English subtitles are also included, and unlike some of the other um, releases that come out right now, they're without error. Um, a lot of times you can notice it with the subtitles that they're getting things wrong, um, either because of, I don't know if they're using dictation or something, but um, in this case, no errors there. For extras, we get a new audio commentary with Kat Ellinger and Sam Dagan, along with a couple of new interviews. Uh, one's a 30-minute discussion with actress Jennifer Delora, who is the um, mistress and killer of Deadly Manor, and she mainly discusses her nude scene uh, and the sex scene that occurs and goes into pretty big detail about how she was really unafraid to do the nude scene while her counter, her uh, on-screen counterpart was definitely not interested in having any like pants dropping scenes or anything like that. Um, producer Brian Smedley Aston is also interviewed and he gives a shorter one at about seven minutes, um, basically just about working on the film and uh, production behind it. There's also an archival interview with the Raz. Uh, there's trailers, an image gallery. Um, those are pretty much the standard things on a Blu-ray, but they're here as well. 
And then also there's a script and shooting schedule if you're able to access the BD-ROM portion of this Blu-ray. For the packaging, reversible cover artwork and a limited edition essay booklet featuring an essay from John Martin complete the package. Um, if you've ever read my reviews, you'll know that I love essay booklets, though they're sort of becoming um, passe in the Blu-ray release world. Um, Arrow Video is really keeping that going, so definitely check those out if you're able to. Overall, we gave Arrow Video's Blu-ray of Deadly Manor a 3 out of 5. Um, that's mainly because of the Blu-ray itself. Uh, we gave the film 2 stars out of 5. Um, it's really unremarkable as a slasher movie. Uh, you're not really missing anything if you haven't seen it, but, you know, check it out. If you're a big fan of slashers, it might be one that you've missed out on, um, though the quality is definitely lacking. Uh, we gave the Blu-ray itself a 4 star out of 5. Um, it's a good new transfer, uh, and they've included a number of new extras, including that essay booklet that makes this well worth it if you are going to pick it up um, just to check out the movie at least one time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Cultsploitation review uh, in our first episode and giving us a chance. Hopefully you've enjoyed this. We've had a lot of fun putting these together, and um, we hope to do a lot more podcasts uh, of our Blu-ray reviews in the future. So stick around, find us on iTunes or pretty much any other podcasting app. You can find us on Facebook, uh, uh, facebook.com slash coldsploitation, and then check out our website at coldsploitation.com. You won't be disappointed. We've got a bunch of Blu-ray reviews up there, as well as extensive Blu-ray galleries for all of the new Blu-ray releases that you can think of. Um, so if you're curious about what they look like, definitely check back on our site first to see any screenshots and any information like Blu-ray info, um, bitrate info sound info, all of that, and more on coldsploitation.com. We hope to see you back for the next episode.